This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Jeremy Naylor and joining me to discuss the outlook for global equity markets is Lizanne Saunders, a Chief Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab and IG Chief Market Analyst Chris Beecham. Uh, Lizanne Saunders, to you first, how do you feel about where we are at these elevated levels? This has been an extraordinarily long bull market. I think where we are reflects more of the typical decade it takes to recover from a financial crisis. We've had an unbelievable injection of liquidity, both on the rate side and the QE side. I think that's been a prop under uh, the market. Sentiment has been pretty subdued until recently. I think that's been a support for the market. But uh, our take is that we are both late cycle in economic terms, but also getting late cycle in market terms. So uh, we we have a bit of runway ahead of us, but it's shorter than it was a few years ago. Chris, how do you feel about uh, the markets and as things stand at the moment? Well, I think the interesting thing to take that sort of question of timing is a lot of people assume that this this bull market goes back from 2009. I think you have to be careful with your definition of bull markets. If you look at secular bull markets, then you you dated from the breakout from the last one, and that's technically 2013. I think what we've seen is a lot of people say, well, we are now 10 years old, and we should be therefore seeing some kind of correction, a sustained uh, correction in equity markets. But actually, if you look at dating it from 2013, that gives you more headroom in terms of the bull market. And if we are in the secular bull market, rather, the comparison is the 80s, and that we could go a lot further from here, really. And the fundamentals are there. And while we are certainly late cycle, um, there's still plenty of room, I think. Well, the, the late cycle thing is very interesting. Uh, Lizanne, um, is, are we seeing too much faith built up in this bull market? In other words, are investors using too much heart against too little head or you know, not enough thought in their investing strategy? I think the, the injection of the heart into this has been more recent. I think one of the underpinnings of this bull market has been how persistent the skepticism and pessimism has been. And large, a lot of it is just a function of the muscle memory of the severity of the financial crisis. And then for many investors, what was less than 10 years prior to that, which was the bursting of the, the Internet bubble. Uh, really, it was only late last year and into the beginning of this year that I start to get a sense of maybe not quite euphoria, but but a lot of complacency. And recently, I think that kicked back in, sort of this assumption that nothing can go wrong, look at the fundamentals, look at the economic data. But one of the mistakes that investors make, I think, regularly, is when they're trying to connect the dots between economic or earnings fundamentals and the stock market, they, f- they fail to understand that better or worse matters more than good or bad. So it's inflection points, it's rate of change. The market has always topped out. And again, I'm not calling for a bear market or even anything severe here, but bull markets have always ended or almost always ended when the fundamentals look fantastic, but the market starts to sniff out a potential rate of change and inflection point. What I don't think has been built into expectations yet is what tends to happen in the later cycle when you see a rolling over in economic growth, but inflation still accelerating. That's a different psyche for the Federal Reserve. It means valuation compression. And I, I just think there's sort of a whistling past, not the graveyard, but some of the risks out there that are associated with some of these late cycle tendencies, monetary policy and tighter financial conditions being prominent among them. Lizanne, what do you see as the catalysts that could well see us turn around? I've had the view that this environment looks somewhat similar to the late 1990s, and, and we're, we're seeing sparks of that with what's happening in overseas markets. And, you know, many emerging markets, so far not the majority of them, but certainly a few 
maybe not yet key emerging markets, are, are suffering from a, a risk that, that we have been writing about for some time, which is sort of a dollar funding risk, that there was a tremendous amount of borrowing in dollars when rates are low. Now we've got the, the dollar rising for a variety of reasons. We've got U.S. interest rates going up. We've got a bit of a, a squeeze in terms of dollar liquidity, and that's starting to infect some emerging markets. If you think about what ultimately happened in 97-98, you ended up with a, a close to a 20% drop in the market because because of the contagion and what we ultimately found out to be uh, kind of the you know the, the big whale of long-term capital, I don't think we're looking at something that extreme. Uh, I think leverage ratios are down. You know, the capital cushion is a little bit more secure, certainly in the U.S. But I think there 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 is a risk that what we're seeing in places like Turkey and Argentina becomes a bigger problem, and that could eventually cause a problem. And then the the trade and tariff stuff. Um, that, that sort of, you know, their the, the perpetual ongoing risk here. And I think the, the question is really, if you get this kind of spillover from emerging markets, indeed feeds into the trade and tariffs argument, is this a kind of reset in terms of equity prices that, say, for example, we got back in January with that uh, sharp drop in the S&P when arguably, to go back to your previous point, we had sort of everyone remarkably bullish for that time of year, almost sort of primed for a fall. Is that the kind of thing we should be looking for to sort of reset sentiment, economic fundamentals, corporate fundamentals, and allow the market just to digest the situation before perhaps it starts to move higher? Or is it the beginning of something far worse? I think you have to watch a, a couple of, in, of sets of indicators. Um, overall, the leading indicators, the, the PMIs, to see whether you are at or near a peak there. Look at, at, at the structure of the yield curve. Um, a move toward or in inversion starts to sort of shorten that runway between whenever that happens and trouble, either economic trouble or market trouble. Um, if you don't get any of those problems, you continue to see an acceleration in the economy, you get some sort of resolution to trade, whatever that looks like, then I think absolutely this is more likely to just be a reset, a sentiment reset. Um, but we have to be mindful of looking at those potential inflection points that tell you, no, this is just not a reset, but we're, we're entering you know, the, the latter part of the cycle, meaning, you know, moving into recessionary type conditions, which the market tends to sniff out in advance. So I, I kind of have the checklist together. I don't think we're at high risk of those things, but that's what I would keep an eye on. Chris, let's bring you back in and talk a little bit more about the equity markets and what all this means for the long-term picture for equity markets in your mind. Well, I think fundamentally we still have the supportive backdrop. These kind of indicators like the yield curve there, again, the amber sign is you look at historically, you, you see sort of 18 months minimum before the recession kicks in. So it's a sign that you can you can have inverted yield curves. You can have other data that starts to weaken before things turn. I think we should be always wary of um, trying to, you know, you don't ring a bell at the top, but trying to sound a warning. And it makes sense to expect the market to run further from here, I think. And I think if you look at the way it's dealt with the various crises this year, it has remained relatively resilient and markets going back or beyond recent record highs. I think we should look for further strengthening the fundamentals in the near term and then just be aware that, yes, we are no longer perhaps at the very easiest stage of this bull market and that there, there may be some caution ahead. Lizanne, what, your, what are your thoughts in terms of, uh, of where we go? And I think perhaps also we ought to start introducing perhaps maybe a look at uh, sectors that uh, could well win out over others. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll answer the second part of that first, uh, which which represents a broader answer about the way we're thinking about where we are in the market cycle. Uh, we recently came close to what I would call neutralizing our sector recommendations, having had outperform ratings on three sectors for a pretty extended period of time, technology, the most extended period of time, 
and then financials. And we moved both technology and financials down to a neutral uh, rating, kind of a market rating, keeping only healthcare in the outperform category. And we also moved up from underperform to neutral, both real estate investment trusts and utilities. So some of those more defensive kind of bond proxy type sectors moved up to neutral leaving us at the time only with telecom, but that's now kind of morphed into this new communication sector. So really just sitting there with only one outperform rating, and that's healthcare. And we've done that with overall equity exposure too, not gone to an underperform or an underweight, I should say, but sort of just at a neutral, which is a message to our investors, is stay invested, but but make sure you rebalance back to your long-term target. This is not a time to kind of press your bets and, and avoid rebalancing and let the winners run um, because of some of these risks that you and you you're you're holding a larger position in some of the more aggressive areas at a point where you might get some some risks building. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you sort of discuss yield as well. I mean, it's such a big feature a few years ago. I think because you are approaching what could be argued to be a later part of the cycle, these defensives remain attractive. It probably gives you, I think, you might agree or disagree, with that, but you get a bit more headroom in terms of sectors that will run further in the current part of this bull market with that um, shift, I think, for investors back to yield. Really. There's still that desire to get some income into, along Absolutely. with your overall capital appreciation. Absolutely. Good. Look, we'll have to leave it there. But thanks indeed uh, for joining us for this podcast. IG's Decoding the Markets. Uh, they were talking there to Liz Ann Saunders, Chief Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab and IG Chief Market Analyst Chris Beecham. 